0: And here we are with another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Austin Huff, Evan Lee Pack with you, recapping another gorgeous week of sports in the area. We had great weather all last week. No, we didn't. Sure we did. Some
1: of it was bad.
0: Except when the wind knocked out people's power and not mine for the first time. Shocking. Ever. Yeah.
1: The leaves were flowing all over the place.
0: I compared it to like the birds, that movie, the birds, when the birds are attacking, the leaves everywhere look like the that, so.
1: I'm under the weather, Got I might cough a couple times, but. Uh, Why? I don't know, I'm just sick.
0: Oh, that's a loud noise, so I'm not going to edit that out, so.
1: What was that, I Austin? dropped
0: my pen, and then I'm trying to get my seat back, and my fat thigh hit the table that fat the microphone thigh. is sitting on.
1: It's all good, yeah, it's part of the podcast, it's part of the fun. Yeah, you get to really
0: hear us slightly unfiltered. Mm. If you want to hear us really unfiltered, find us at Common Spirits uh, on Friday nights from 11 to midnight.
1: Haven't been to Common Spirits. Haven't been there in a while, actually. Find
0: us at any bar in Goshen, maybe. Like Um, over
1: two months, I think.
0: It's been a while since Common Spirits. Went to the Elephant Bar.
1: Yeah, last week. We did that last week. A
0: couple weeks ago now. Mm. Two weeks ago. Sectional first games. No, it was semifinal. I was in Saint Joe. Never mind. Um, sectional championships. Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, we got we had some football. Here we, we only go. Have one team
0: left. Should we try to go for the uh, Chris Boomer here?
1: Chris Boomer, Chris Berman,
0: Chris Boomer, Boomer <laughs> Raiders. Do it. The Raiders. My voice cracked. My voice cracked. That was so I wasn't ready for it. The Raiders. The Raiders. 34. The Panthers. 17.
1: Huh? Yeah. Oh, what? Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How about. Them Raiders,
1: Mr. November, Chad Epley.
0: North happy. He just loves winning the games that are right around his birthday. Man, last year the sectional final was on his actual birthday. This year was the Friday before, and he's two and zero in those games. And for the second straight year, they've beaten an eleven and zero team, and a team that was also ranked in the top three of the poll. You might remember Leo was number two last year. Mm-hmm. Northwood was number three this year. Uh, for those who might have missed it, Northridge 34, Northwood 17, the Class 4A sectional 18 championship game is what we are talking about. Um, I was there. Northridge just dominated. They do- the, the score, um, I th- I guess it would be an accurate reflection given it, it was 17-0. Northridge pretty much right until the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. Northwood kicked a 50-yard field goal. Shout out Dominic DeFreitas, 50-yarder. Um,
1: big time in high school
0: huge like yeah that was that was impressive. Um, Northwood you know they got some momentum capitalized on a couple Northridge turnovers. Uh, Kate Carrington threw a pick uh, they also fumbled a snap that's how northridge Northwood got their 14 second half points um, but when Northridge wasn't shooting themselves in the foot, they dominated this game they had. All like five of their, the first five of their scoring drives were like nine to 12 plays, all went at least four plus minutes, took a lot of time off the clock. They just ran the ball down their throat. They made big throws where they needed to. And then they got points out of it, whether it be two field goals from Dylan Ritchie or the touchdown passes. uh, Well, the first one was a run from McLean Miller. And then Carrington found Jethro Hostetler on two of the other touchdown drives that were the long ones. Then there was a long drive in the sense they went 99 yards at the end of the game on one mm. play. 99-yard swing swing pass touchdown from Carrington to Jethro.
1: Oh, they'll get him. Yeah, no, they uh, won't. No and way. they
0: won't. Um, <laughs> Northwood, of course, at that point it was 27-17. to 17, So Northwood pretty much called an all-out blitz for at the one-yard line, trying to get a safety, get the ball back down eight. I
1: would say, I mean, that's the biggest play of the game probably. Yes.
0: Easily. A ninety nine yard touchdown pass with a minute left in the game to seal it. Yeah.
1: Twenty to seventeen that spot. Twenty seven to
0: seventeen.
1: Well it was twenty to oh yeah, it was, well, it was twenty to seventeen in one point. It was twenty
0: to seventeen midway through the fourth quarter. And then Northridge just had a great drive. Northridge went on a six minute drive. The, yeah. maybe the, the play of the game might have been Carrington finding Alex E B. It was a forty three yard completion on a third down. He threw it, got, you know, twenty yards downfield, caught it, ran all the way down to like the Northwood. 20 yard line he all eb also had a huge play when it was um it was 17 10 northridge had the ball it was a second and 21 at their nine yard line like they had a holding penalty and then they had a one negative one yard run and it was like northwood has all the momentum it's a seven point game northridge in the shadow of their own end zone carrington found eb again for like a 30 yard pass it was a huge play flipped the field northridge got a field goal out of it um so they got, you know, they went back up two possessions there. And then EB again with the big play uh, late in the game. That, that was sets the up,
1: that was the biggest play. That game.
0: was probably the biggest play in terms of, like, if they don't get that. They're around midfield. Like, they're uh, got on their side of midfield near it. But, like, they probably punt, you know, trying to pin Northwood. Deep. Northwood offense wasn't moving, you know. Mm-hmm. Only when Northridge made, gave the ball to them on short fields is when Northwood scored. Mm. Um, so I think um, – you know, but still, maybe Northwood – with a guy like the Terry and Tuggle on the outside, like you just throw the ball up and he makes a catch and he can run 80 yards for a score, you know? So, like, in theory, like, you know, Northridge punts away. There are three minutes left in the game. Northwood could go right down. I mean, they, they got the game in their hands. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so a huge catch by E B And then they couldn't stop Jethro Hostetler all night. Ten catches, 209 yards, three touchdowns. Some of those numbers are a little inflated by a 99-yard touchdown run. But he still got to go 99 yards on that play. He technically probably ran 102 yards. He caught it about three yards deep in the end zone. So um, he still had an amazing – even if you take that play away, nine catches for 110 yards and two touchdowns, like still a monster game. Mm. And McLean Miller coming back. Didn't know that was going to happen. I don't think Northwood knew it was going to happen either. Even Northridge seemed like they weren't sure it was going to happen. He only practiced really on Thursday last week. Chad Epley after the game was like, yeah, we he practiced a little on Wednesday, full contact on Thursday. He didn't play in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. They weren't sure what it was gonna he was gonna look like. He had a shoulder injury. All of a sudden he gets the ball and he's like running off ten yard runs left and right, scores touchdown, and it's like, oh, he's back, he's healthy, he looks like he had missed a beat. So right. hundred and fifty one yards in the touchdown for McLean on twenty three carries on uh, Friday night.
1: Rejuvenated. He also kind of like he came out of nowhere last year in the postseason
0: he had the big game against Leo in the yeah. sectional final where it was like, because um, obviously last year, Tad got at the quarterback spot was kind of doing all the running too. Right. And that Leo game, he had like a whole drive where he like ran down the field basically every play and scored. And it was like, who the heck is McLean Miller? Like, we
1: know. so
0: we kind of had that moment the last couple weeks with Derek Sherwood, like who the heck is Derek Sherwood?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Great running back for them too. Um, yeah, it was a complete performance. I think the, the most important stat Time of possession, Northridge 35 minutes, 14 seconds, put the ball, Northwood 17 minutes, 21 seconds. That's the game. I mean, they they just didn't let Northwood do anything they wanted to, do, and then when Northwood had the ball, they were down. So they were forced to throw, which I don't think they wanted to do. No offense to Caden Lone. He's a nice kid. Everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. Hard worker, like great athlete, great but defense he's player. just he's not as good of a quarterback as Owen Raider was. And it showed. I mean, Lone was 17-30, to 30, passing 128 yards, touchdown and a pick. Um, it just um, – he just wasn't able to put the ball in the right spots a couple times. Mm-hmm. They had a couple plays where there was one – I forgot if he threw it or Tuggle threw it. I think it was Tuggle. They did a trick play with Tuggle. I mean, Wes Yoder was wide open, like – wide open, would have walked in for a touchdown like 60 yards and they just missed him. Mm. And that's a play where if you have a, a good quarterback, like a better arm talent of a quarterback, he probably makes that throw. They score. All of a sudden, it's a three-point game or a tie game at the time. I forgot when that play exactly happened, what the score was, but it was like but first play, play first play of the fourth quarter, the skies opened up, here's West Yoder wide open and it's just missed him. So,
1: But isn't, I mean, I don't think Raider would have thrown it anyway. It was there's a I'm trick try- play design. Right.
0: I'm, but, like, in theory, maybe you run the play where the ball... He's only
1: open because it's a the, trick play. The,
0: <laughs> they had a miss, enough misdirection where, they, like, you could have schemed it, yeah, I, I guess, it. I mean, to I mean, where you rest got... The the game, yes. You I could have like... schemed it to where maybe you do, like, the fake handoffs and the ball works its way back to the actual quarterback is what I'm saying.
1: Okay. I All I'm saying I is there was I mean, a couple throws, of and, and, and
0: Lone, Lone had a couple throws, too, where it was just like... No one was buying – like, they, they double-teamed – Northridge double-teamed Tuggle all night. He only finished with, like, five catches, 40 yards. Had a touchdown. Nice fade route in the end zone. Hmm. With great play. That's that's one of those where it's kind of hard to stop it. Because right. he's so athletic, and you go up there and just give it to him. But he was double-teamed the whole game. Northridge never got away from that either. They, like, never bought the pump fakes. Like, every time it looked like they were going to throw the ball at Tuggle, there was two, there was two white jerseys around him. Like, they just weren't going to let him catch the ball. Right. And they did a good job, and they stopped him in the run game too. I mean, he made a he did a you know good job in the rushing game against St. Joe last week. Northridge took away all of it, took away Tuggle pretty much from the whole game. JJ Payne had some nice catches, but they really shut down that potent Northwood offense. And you know, I think Northwood's wishing that they had some of the kids that uh obviously didn't play these last couple weeks. So this is where this is where it showed not having mm-hmm. that top end talent. And, you know, another season for Northwood where they were good. 11-0 and going into this one. NLC champs, but they haven't won a sectional now since 2016.
1: So. Especially on defense when you don't have your two top linebackers. That's tough to stop. Yeah. Uh, offense that's clicking like Northridge's is, has been over the last few weeks. Uh, that's where I think they got hurt the most. I think they could have, like, you know, loans a good enough quarterback to where he has experience. But what they really missed was their two best defensive players in the middle there. Yeah. In my opinion, so.
0: Yeah. Um, So, Northridge, we turn the corner, or look ahead. Another rematch for them in the postseason coming up this week. New Prairie. New Prairie at New Prairie, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central start time. Yay. Yeah. our ten thirty eastern deadline. deadline unfortunately the deadline doesn't jump to the central time zone either Um it
1: should yeah, it should at least get 11 hey,
0: a we get 11pm le- for election night so exactly. what's going to get more reads election coverage or football I mean if you look at the last couple weeks football's doing pretty darn well on the website so mm, yeah. I not I to brag so. um,
1: especially with the Middlebury people
0: you got any fun fun new prairie stats for us or should I read off the fun new prairie stats
1: we can I mean I have them up do it. Read them up.
0: Go do it. I mean, I have them on my phone too. But you can read them. New Prairie, by the way, eleven and one. Yes. Ranked number five in the final coach or AP media poll or somewhere around there. Uh, very good team, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like last year, and uh, similar players. You might these names might sound slash look familiar to you if you remember last year's game.
1: They got the two main dudes from last year, just one year older. Quarterback Marshall Kamisic. Pronounced it right. You love that. Yes. I mean, if you look at the stats, the offense is exactly the same from last year. Obviously, it's mostly – it's probably like 80-20 rush to pass. Um, Kamisic's only 46 of 105, 961 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, and four picks this year, which is decent when he has to throw the ball. But, obviously, them running probably sets up play action, and a lot of that's probably short – Short intermediate passes anyway.
0: Only 43% completion percentage. It's not great, but he has thrown still 14 touchdowns. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he's still doing an okay job there.
1: Yeah, the longest pass apparently is 64. But how much of that was a run, you know? run The yak, yards after catch. Uh, We also have Noah Mungia. He's their main running back. He's a senior. He's 5'9", 195 pounds, physical guy. Kind of like T- Titus Hackworth over at Concord, kind of the same same measurables there. Uh, he has 224 carries for 1,702 yards on the ground. He also has 19 touchdowns on the ground as well. Their second leading rusher is also the quarterback,
0: McKissick. Comissick. Who is McKissick? Uh, McKissick was a running back for the 49ers, right?
1: Uh, Ma- um, McKissick and was Florida's, Florida's player last The Vikings. Year. Florida basketball player that didn't go to uh, Missouri. Mikic, Anyway, uh, he has. Why, why'd you have to bring that he, up? He has 125 carries. He wasn't even that good last year. Anyway, 125 carries for 1,108 yards on the ground. He also has 12 touchdowns. So those two guys are really the offense. If we're gonna be honest, we can look at the passing numbers. Their best wide receiver, as far as number go, numbers go, is this dude Dallas, Dallas Ryan's. Ryans. I like how his photo on Max Preps is of him playing baseball. Mm-hmm. That's funny. But yeah, Dallas Ryan's top guy, but he only has 16 grabs for 334 yards and four touchdowns. It kind of gives you an idea of what to expect from them in the past game. Mungia has three touchdown grabs through the air this year, so he can kind of do both on the ground and through the air. So watch out for their offense, right? It's kind of the same idea. I don't right. It's like, I don't know. We felt like what you said, what you were saying it earlier, before the podcast. Northridge's defense this year still very good, has played well, but they've been susceptible at times to the rushing attack, Mm -hmm. their opponents. So if Mangia really gets going, I mean, can the Raiders stop him? Can they make adjustments? That's going to be the biggest key, in my opinion, to this game.
0: Yes, that's it. Will be that. Um, Also, by the way, J.D. McKissick is a running back in the NFL. He's on the Washington Commanders currently. Mm -hmm. Seventh year in the league. Um, That's neither here nor there. but
1: Kamisic and McKissick is literally backwards. That's pretty funny, honestly.
0: So, I'm trying to pull up. I'm trying to see what the stats were from last year's game. I should have looked that up before I sat down here. But um, this, you know, so going in, like, last year Northridge's offense was basically Tag got running the ball, Mm -hmm. you know. And they had other guys, too. I mean, they, they threw the ball well enough. Um, so I would say the Northridge offense is better this year because you have Carrington, who can sling it, as we've seen, 2,700 passing yards, 28 touchdowns, only four interceptions. Mm-hmm. He's playing very well right now. Um, Jethro Hostetler and Kate Sines both have 50 receptions. Uh, Sines with 11 touchdowns, Hostetler with 10. Um, Hostetler has a slight advantage in the yard total. I did not have that. I should have wrote that down, but I know he has more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also have the running attack. We just talked about McLean Miller having a great year. Derek Sherwood has stepped in when he needed to. Um, their offense is a lot more dynamic than it was mm-hmm. a couple uh, that was last year. Their defense is still solid. Like I said, not as not as maybe as strong as they were last year. That rushing kick, I mean, you remember the Mississinewa game? They held them to like 40 yards rushing when Mississinewa was coming in averaging 200 a game. Like it was. Relentless with Clint Walker there, um, leading the charge. Um, Rich Howard. Rich Howard. Yeah, I knew I was gonna miss someone. Thank you for saying Rich Howard's name. Um,
1: There's a third guy too.
0: Yeah, I apologize to the third person. Tag got played defense. I know that much too. Uh,
1: Number one, I thought his name was Peyton.
0: Peyton shook. Yeah, Peyton yeah. Shook.
1: Those three go. guys. It's tough to. I mean, they were physical. They were big. That's why they're so good in stopping the run last year. When it counted,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's tough to replace three guys of that caliber. Yes, but they've done a decent job, I think. At times,
0: yeah. They so Northridge. I mean, again, this is it's going to be a similar scout for Northridge. Might be a slightly different scout for New Prairie, though. That, I don't know how much that's going to make a difference, but you know, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the same Northridge offense that they got to get ready for, and the same same defense too. So. Um, I don't really have any full team stats from this game story last year because guess what? I had to write it in like ten minutes. So that's right. That story had to get done pretty quickly, just like this week's gonna have to be done pretty quickly. Um, I I think New Prairie is a better team this year than they were last year, mm-hmm. and I think Northridge is very similar to what they were last year that they're this year as well. So the in theory game, right? Everyone loves theories. Mm-hmm. Um, New Prairie probably the favorite and you would think that they have they have the motivation after losing last year in a heartbreaking fashion Mm -hmm. 76 yard touchdown pass with a minute 30 to go i mean new prairie with two minutes left in that game had the semi-state one they were going to state they throw a pick got intercepts the ball then he throws touchdown pass to jethro Mm -hmm. all within 30 seconds it was like northridge was winning and then northridge got the onside kick if you remember. Then picked up a huge fourth. They went. It was like fourth and eight after that, and they picked it up because got through a pass. It was a crazy, like just gutsy call by Chad Epley there. Both of them, the kick, and the going for it. Um, it was impressive. It was, uh, and so this year it's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting how that works out. I,
1: Bring I, your own guts. It's
0: a fun game. Yeah, it seriously, it's a. It's gonna be a fun game. I really do think that. Um, it's gonna be cold. It's so hard to be like, yeah, New Prairie's gonna win because. How can you pick against Northridge right now, dude? Like, how can you, like, how can you, like, how can you think New Prairie, if anyone thinks New Prairie is going to roll in this game? Nope. They're, I don't want to say they're delusional, but, like.
1: That would be a surprise for us. I would
0: would be actually surprised because just watching Chad Epley talk to his team last night, or Friday night, not last night, last week. Friday night, Friday night after the game, dude, you were all standing there waiting for Chad to get done and so I could talk to him. Dude, I wanted to run through a brick wall for this guy. I'm not even on the team. He's giving up a pump-up speech. Like, we're not, you know, we this is great. Like, we're going to go into next week. Like, we're going to keep on winning. Like, and we're not just going to Lucas Oil Stadium just to go. We're going to win. And it's like, heck yeah, dude. Like, let's go. Like, you want to run. You want to win for this guy so badly. He gets you going so much. Just listening to him speak to these guys, like, gets the juices flowing for me. And I'm not even on the team.
2: Mm-hmm. So...
0: Um, it should be a heck of a game. I'm really excited for it. Really, really excited for it. Last year, we didn't really know what to think either because Northridge was playing well going in, and they pulled out a crazy win. Same thing this year. Like, Northridge is playing well. You know, maybe Northwood was shorthanded, but they beat a, a really good Logan Sport team the week before. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they, you know, they got a couple easy wins and then beat shorthanded Northwood. Like, they took down a really solid Logan Sport team, and they still beat a pretty darn good Northwood team, even though they were shorthanded. Mm-hmm. New Prairie, they've had some nice wins this postseason too. They beat Lowell. They rolled against Lowell, which was a big supposed to be a big game. They crushed them. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And then they just blew out Hobart last week. So should be fun.
1: Get let's, your popcorn uh, ready.
0: Let's uh, let's quickly hit the other two sectional final games. That's a lot. That's almost twenty minutes of Northridge talk right there.
1: Which uh, is fine. Which is fine because these next two games are not much to talk about.
0: Let's get through your game first. Mishawaka thirty-eight, Concord seventeen, uh, and my note says it wasn't that close.
1: That's because it wasn't.
0: Yes, uh, that game was over about three minutes in, four minutes in.
1: Yeah, you were uh, there. I wouldn't say it was over that quickly. It
0: was sixteen nothing.
1: But it we it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't looking great
0: spiritually. That thing ended pretty quickly.
1: I mean, Mishawaka. On their first offensive possession, takes three or four plays. Brady Fisher, a fifty-yard pass, to like on the second play of the game, you don't expect that from Mitchell Walkers Concord. It must have been like, you gotta be kidding me right now. Mm-hmm. Like it was a perfect pass, you know. That sets him up, sets him up in Concord territory, and then a couple of plays later, Brady Fisher's running up the middle of the minimum defense for a thirty-yard touchdown run, and it they get the two-point conversion, and it's eight. It's eight nothing, just a minute and a half in. So that's that's debilitating,
2: mm-hmm. but.
1: Concord's offense moved the ball very well the first drive. Titus Hackworth on the ground was just bulldozing through the cavemen. They got into Mishawaka territory. And then uh, disaster struck. It's third and short near the Mishawaka 30 yard line. You know, it's a big play in the game. Hudson Glance. Hudson Glance. Hudson Glance. Sophomore quarterback for Concord. Gets stripped. The ball ricochets up into the air. And into the waiting arms of uh, Mishawaka defensive player Aiden Hooten. And he runs it back 70 yards the other way for a touchdown. And they get the two point conversion. Like you said, it's 16 to nothing. Yeah, it was over right
0: there. And, uh, no yeah. chance. I, I saw the video of that play and I'm like, yeah, it's over. Mm-hmm. No way. No way Concord wins this game. I, just debilitating. You kind of said that first offensive drive was. And then to, to go down the field and have it end like that. Mm-hmm. It's so like even if you get an incomplete pass there, or you would stop for a short gain on the run, you got a good kicker. I mean Aguilar is a good kicker.
2: Mm-hmm. He could
0: get you points. It could be eight three. You could like talk yourself into still being into this thing. A strip sack, interception, deflection, fumble thing that goes into the hands of Mr. Walken that runs back seventy yards for a touchdown. Like mm-hmm. that's it.
1: Yeah, I mean credit the Minutemen. They didn't give up because on the next offensive drive they go down and. Get some points. Kick the field goal. And 16 to three, but then they just the defense could not stop the cavemen the rest of the way. Mishawaka out scores Concord 22 to nothing in the second quarter. It was 31 to three. Concord seems like maybe they're driving. They're near midfield, and then Hudson Glantz throws a pick, sets up Mishawaka for another touchdown, which made it 38 to three right before halftime. And which set up the running clock, and at that point, it's like, it's 38-3 running clock, what are you going to say to your team at halftime to kind of, like, uh-huh. give them any kind of hope? You know, it's a tough tough position to be in. I give the Minutemen credit because they did outscore Mishawaka 14 nothing in the second half during that running clock, you know. Could have been worse. They at least didn't quit, mm-hmm. which is nice to see. But, yeah, it was nothing like the first game, when it was 15-11 in the regular season just a month prior, so...
0: Yeah, I thought for sure like all three of our games would be competitive. At the Look, Mishawaka, hand up. I said for a couple weeks there. I don't think they're playing as well as they, used they were. They and, heard you. Yep, they heard me. I think, shout out. Uh, you're, you're welcome, Coach, Coach Kinder, for uh, letting me – I gave you some motivation for there. Mm-hmm. They get to host number one uh, Fort Wayne Snyder on Friday. That should, be, that should be a fun game. I saw that. Yeah, by the way, Mishawaka, uh, three of four passing for 87 yards and two touchdowns. They really lit it up. Throwing the ball there. Brady Fisher Mm -hmm. almost had as many passing yards as rushing yards. That's probably never happened in his life. Only four yards off.
1: He had two touchdown passes. (laughs) I know.
0: Crazy. (laughs) Electric. Uh, And then Knox, the game that you and I were not at, Steve Craw, thank you, um, Mm -hmm. at the game, Knox 42, Jimtown 21. Yep. That's, uh, you know, I thought it would be maybe a little closer. Jimtown kind of. With it being close. Bishop Williams had some big runs and mm-hmm. it was 35 21. You know, like, okay, like they're hanging around. It wasn't, never really felt like a blowout, Blowout, but Knox was in control from start. And they had uh, 426 yards rushing. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, it doesn't help when you don't face an offense like that all season. Then you have to, like, try to figure it out when you have less than a week to figure it out. So,
0: yep. Miles McLaughlin, three rushing touchdowns. For the uh, Knox football team.
1: Sarah McLaughlin.
0: Sarah McLaughlin.
1: In the arms of an angel. Fly away <laughs> from here. All the sad puppy dog faces. The worst.
0: For $10 a month, you can save <laughs> 300 dogs' lives. What? <laughs>
1: They're really making me In depressed. In
0: the arms of the angel. <laughs>
1: Great voice, though, honestly. It's an incredible song. It's iconic. It, it moves me. <laughs> it really gets you sad.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I need a good cry. You know, it's like, oh, throw that on. Just throw on the Arms of the Angel <laughs> commercials for the dogs. Jimtown, yeah. uh, 9 and 3. Second straight year. They started 0 and 2, lost to their, you know, Concord, Northwood, County rivals. Mm-hmm. one 9 in a row. Or 10, in, yeah, 9 in a row. Yes, 9 in a row.
1: That's correct. And then got to the sectional final. And then got the sectional final
0: and lost. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, taking advantage of a a somewhat easier NIC schedule and, you know, getting lucky with some sectional draws where the other teams in the sectional weren't as good that they played. And Clay, obviously, is a joke, and Glenn as well. Um, So,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, yeah, but, you know, Bishop Williams, I believe he's only a junior, so he'll be back. So, you could... Have a nice building piece for that on offense, and that most of the old line was pretty young this year too. Well, All of them right? was young. Mm-hmm. Garner, Gar, Sam Garner, and Connor Watts both being seniors. That's tough, but uh, Bishop Williams and the whole old line basically is coming back. So that's that's a good sign if you're the Jimmys.
1: Maybe they'll get that sectional title they've been searching for recently. Yeah, it's a good. Gym. Um,
0: okay, that's football. Let's talk uh, quickly. Some girls basketball. We had the season start up this past week a lot of blowouts, a lot of early season blowouts. Nothing really competitive on the docket. Uh Wallace and Fairfield, both 2 and 0. Mm-hmm. Uh, Concord played two games as well. They are 1 and 1. Lost to New Prairie beats up Adams. That was probably the closest game all week. They beat Adams by
1: seven. Seven, seven points.
0: 38-31. Northridge uh 60 to 29 over Lakeland. Eva Fisher, 19 points, four assists, four rebounds, two steals. Good performance for the Raiders. They are ranked number 20. Overall, in the coaches' poll, this is a one-class coaches' poll, and they are ranked 20th.
1: They got a big one tomorrow, Wednesday. They play
0: Wednesday, Fort Wayne Homestead High School, coming to town. Um, no Ayanna Patterson for Homestead anymore, thank God. Um, Homestead still, still pretty good. Iana Patterson now playing at UConn, in case you're wondering.
1: And If you're wondering what... what what kind of player she was. In there. Yeah. yeah. I got to
0: watch her play uh, against Northridge, her freshman and her junior seasons. This, was a, this is always a game we cover. Mm-hmm. It's a big matchup. It's a Wednesday night. And there's nothing else going on. Right. And, I mean, I saw her play her freshman year, and it was like, wow, she's pretty good. And everyone was like, yeah, she's getting recruited by UConn. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. She can dunk. Like, that's cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Goshen won big over LaPorte Saturday night. Um, yeah, I mean, really not much. I mean, I, there wasn't, like, a huge... Game takeaway moment. Fairfield looks good,
1: as expected. Northridge looks good to open the season Beth- as expected. Bethany
0: Christian looks strong. They took it to West Noble, twenty-seven mm-hmm. to nine in the fourth quarter. Bethany Christian over West Noble to win that game by twenty-six points. Pulled away at the end. Um, the Bruins look like a formidable one A team. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun to watch their um, success this year. Fremont no longer in their sectional this year too. Been their Achilles heel the last couple seasons that's big so that could be nice for them um, who knows but it's nice to think about at least mm. and uh, yeah I mean that's that's really about it like I just I, started last week hard to kind of gauge you know where everyone's kind of th- still figuring things out
1: the next few weeks we can, we'll have a better gauge obviously we can start separating some teams
0: yeah yeah, I mean, you know, Northridge plays a crazy schedule. Elkhart has some big big games coming up. Mm. I mean, they beat Oregon Davis by forty one to start the season. Samaya so Stout, just quick shout out. Twenty six points, ten steals, nine assists, seven rebounds. I mean, almost had a quadruple double. So close. That's a really not, not a great Oregon Davis team, but you still gotta that's still a lot of production for one player mm. in a game like that. So it's
1: good for the confidence. Yeah. Doesn't matter who's who it's against, to be honest.
0: Yep. Um, okay. Uh, we will throw it to the Maple Leaf Minute now. Basketball, cross-country was at the NAIA National Championship. Or not, no, sorry. The Crossroads League Championship. They have not gone to the NAIA Championship yet. They're in the Crossroads League yep. Championship. Uh, they did well there. Uh, we'll have all those updates. So here, uh, here it is once again, the
2: Maple Leaf Minute. Reporting for 91.1 The Globe, I'm Mike Morell with your Maple Leaf Minute. Men's basketball dropped its second game of the season on Wednesday, falling to IU South Bend on the road 85-66. GC held the top-ranked Titans to just 34 second-half points, but could only pull up 26 of their own. Elias Ramirez led the way for Goshen with 19 points in the loss. But the team rebounded on Friday at Holy Cross, putting up a tough-fought victory over Holy Cross College 79-72. The Leafs had five players hit the double digits as newcomer Caleb Wright backed down defenders to the tune of 17 points. GC is now one and two on the year. To the women's side of the court, Goshen was at home on Wednesday and the Leafs moved to 3-0 with a 73-65 win over IU Kokomo. The Leafs were buoyed by strong performances by Sadre Rougeau, Zion Neat, and Sian Mohammed, who all hit double digits in scoring but the Leafs' good fortune would not last as they fell on the road Saturday to Holy Cross College in a beatdown, final score 84-48. Holy Cross dominated on their home court and held GC to without a single double-digit score in the loss. Goshen falls to 3-1. and Men's and Women's Cross Country headed south to Indianapolis on Friday to compete in the Crossroads League Tournament Championships. The women's team finished 5th overall with Naomi Ross Richer and Summer Cooper both placing in the top 20. The men's team featured 5 runners in the top 50 as they finished 6th overall. And finally, the women's soccer season came to a close in round one of the Crossroads League tournament with a 4-0 loss to the Marion Knights. Goshen finishes the season 5-12-2 overall and will head into the offseason coming off back-to-back conference tournament appearances. That's going to do it for your Maple Leaf Minute. Tune in next week for more Maple Leaf Athletics.
0: All right, there's your Maple Leaf update. I don't know... I don't know because I haven't heard the update yet. This is gonna sound stupid. So, uh, a big, big coaching news, kind of from the Goshen College world. Courtney Crawford, the women's volleyball coach, uh, no longer there, uh, no longer listed on the school website as the head coach. Uh, shout out Daniel S. Scott, our Goshen College weekly uh, correspondent, breaking that news on Twitter mm-hmm. yesterday or uh, Monday, just dropping it out there, tweeting it out, doing some journalism stuff. I kind of like it. It's like, yeah go journalism you know that's how I thought so support it yeah gave them the retweets and uh, so I mean they've struggled big time on the their on court production has been uh, lackluster to say the least yeah. um, what about two and 30 this year give or take I didn't I know the f- first number was two I didn't know the last number was but um, actually I've got I got a stat hold on from Daniel Daniel Luushcott hold this dramatic pause. Uh, they were 2-67 and 67 in conference play during her tenure as head coach. Is that good? 0-51 oh, the last three years.
1: Yeah, so it's about time she'd leave, I yeah. would say. Time to mutually part ways.
0: So, um, okay, uh, let's talk about some more football. The Irish. They are undoubtedly back. They're back. Like 1,000%. They're
1: they're not going to lose the Navy.
0: Of course they won't. No way. Of course they won't. Um, For those who might have missed it, Notre Dame 35, Clemson 14, and it really wasn't that close. Notre Dame just said, we're going to spank you. We're going to put you over our knee and spank you for four quarters, and you're going to like it.
1: Mm -hmm. Pretty much what Notre Dame did. We're going to score touchdowns on you from every facet of the game. Special teams, defense, and offense.
0: Yes. Yes, the special teams got it started. Another block punt, six of those uh, in the their lead the country in that stat. And then Prince Collie then ran it back.
1: Jordan Botello
0: Botello blocked it. Prince Collie ran it back. Two fun names there, Jordan Botello and Prince Prince Mm Collie. And then you got uh, you know the running attack, 263 yards rushing, just absolutely dominated this great Clemson defensive line that we thought was you know un unrunnable against basically and they just mm-hmm. pounded it down their throats and said you're going to like it and guess what take it take it here's another 5 yards how about 6 how about 10 like nothing too flashy there was no big like 45 yard run
1: mm-hmm. they just
0: grounded them to grinded them to death it's basically what they did and then Odric Estime got the touchdown eventually but Logan Diggs had a great game 114 yards and Drew Pine he didn't throw the ball that well all night but he used his legs to get a couple first downs Had a beautiful touchdown pass to Mayer.
1: And a touchdown run.
0: And a touchdown run. So, I'm Mm -hmm. saying he used his legs. And uh, then Benjamin Morrison just pretty much put the cherry on top. 96-yard pick six.
1: Two picks on the night for that guy. Freshman.
0: He's a freshman. Yeah, they thoroughly whooped Clemson.
1: I don't want to say Clemson uh, got exposed, but they got exposed.
0: Dabo Sweeney said it was a, quote, butt-kicking. Except he didn't say but, so you could fill in the word. Donkey. Yes.
1: Clemens quarterback is just not great. DJ Uyungale.
0: I was
1: having problems all day saying it.
0: I felt like the also like unrelated, the guy on the press box who like Uyungle announces Uyungle the Uyungle. stuff for Notre Dame's press box, like who announced like, oh, Joe Smith, the ball carrier. He said DJ Uyungale. Like that in the first half, and it was like Oi Oi in the he like he like changed it in the second half. I was like, do you been saying it the right? The first half, all the, it's Uyanga Anyway, and Kate Kublick came in, he threw one pass right to Benjamin Morrison. So like they they didn't know what the heck they were doing.
1: Bad, bad, bad. They didn't even have 300 yards total offense, 281. And
0: 150 of them were on their last two drives when it was already 28-0. So like, and then Notre Dame didn't care. Yeah, so, really, really, they only had 130 zero. yards of offense until till Notre Dame like called off the dogs, basically.
1: Notre Dame had four sacks and seven tackles for loss on the night, too. The defense was really playing well. It's impressive. Yeah. They did a great job. I don't know that I was expecting that. I don't think anyone was.
0: I thought Notre Dame could hang around, keep it close. They played a level of their competition. You're tired of me hearing that say that, but... That's what they've done all year.
1: They finally played well at home. They figured out and how they, to play well at home. Yeah,
0: have a good team come here. Like, that's pretty much it. They only need to play ranked teams at home. They'll win them all. So
1: My story from last week, the two things were play better at home, run the ball. and They did both those things, and they won. Wow. Look at that.
0: You're like Nostradamus over here.
1: Nostradamus?
0: Congratulations. Um, Michael Mayer. Touchdown record. Mm-hmm. Most touchdowns by a tight end ever in Notre Dame history.
1: You asked him about the um, the field storm the field
0: rushing. I did. Well, I, I got put on the spot. I had a question, and someone asked it, so I was like, oh, "I got to think of something quickly." They have beaten Clemson now twice at home in the last three seasons, and the first time was in front of ten thousand people, when it was just students that were allowed in and faculty and whatever. Mm-hmm. So that field rushing wasn't. I mean, it was still cool. The the thing about this year's one and seventy five thousand people in the stadium, they were up. You know, they were dominating. Like, you almost had time to prepare for it. The one in 2020, the game went to overtime. It was crazy. The initial, like, rush, like, it, the memory popped up in my Facebook today because it's two years ago. Like, yesterday was when they beat them in 2020. Yeah. It was – the initial, like, running out of the field probably looked a lot more dramatic because it was like, oh, my God, we just won, and
2: mm-hmm. everyone
0: goes. Where, like, people had, like, ten minutes to immensely prepare for this field rushing because they just whooped them from start to finish. You know, by, by the time Morrison ran the pick six back, like, okay, people are coming onto the field. Like, mm-hmm. saw a guy blow out his ACL jumping off the ledge. It was great.
1: Hate to hear that. It
0: was tough. The guy was just laying there. I felt bad for him. They had the doctors over there trying to make sure no one stepped on him, you know, trampled on him. Like, it's a tough scene, but um, it's a farther leap than you realize, you know? Mm-hmm. It's probably like 10 feet. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm five foot eight and, you know, this is above my head. So, Uh, people I don't think realize, like, you gotta be smarter when you go down. Be safe. And I think that guy, I didn't see how he went down, but I think he just, like, just jumped, and he just, like, poof, there he goes. There goes the knee.
1: hate to hear it. Well, he'll always have that great story, though.
0: Yeah. You know. I was on the field at Notre Dame Stadium, kind of.
1: (laughs) I tore my ACL trying to storm the field.
0: Yeah. So, pretty good. So now they play Navy in Boston College in the next two weeks, which, should be wins. Yeah. I mean, we said that about Marshall and Stanford and Cal. And Cal was a win, but barely. So, barely. in theory, I love the theory game. They should be 8-3. and three. Going into USC, we'll see how much USC has left to play for at that point. If they lose to UCLA the week prior, how will USC be feeling? I mean, Notre Dame, if they finish off this thing 9-3 and three with wins over USC and Clemson and North Carolina and... BYU and Syracuse who have all been pretty decent this year like they're going to have a case for a decent pretty decent to good bowl game which I don't know how many people thought that was going to happen after they lost to Marshall and especially after they lost to Stanford. We were debating if they were going to make a bowl game after the Stanford game. Yeah. And now here they are. They're bowl eligible. They will go to a bowl game. 9 and 3 Notre Dame. I mean 9 and 3 Notre Dame and oh 06 went to the Fiesta Bowl. So just saying. They're not going to go to an year six game probably this year, but you never know.
1: They got roasted in that game, too, if I recall.
0: Yes, they got roasted in both Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn Bowl games were bad. They lost to Ohio State, the Fiesta Bowl, um, and then they lost to LSU in the Sugar Bowl the next year with Jermarcus Russell.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Both of them were like 42 to 14, 42 20 games. Bad. So, yeah, not great.
1: Congrats to the Astros. Dusty Baker finally got it. World Series?
0: Yes the Astros happy for him I like Dusty Baker should have wanted should have wanted to no know three with the Cubs but
1: he was drinking out of the uh, the ice luge that was cool to see mm-hmm. in the locker room he was really celebrating He's getting down so you see some of the uh, some of the stuff from the parade
0: I saw Ted Cruz got a bottle thrown at him so that was cool
1: not shocking. oh sorry I
0: made a political statement I'm sorry he podcast. said that was cool yeah
1: today I voted
0: yeah I voted I voted today y'all Everyone go vote. It um, is election day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw some of the scenes from the parade. It looked cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Those championship parades, they're fun to go to. I don't know I don't know if you've ever been to one of those, but they're fun.
1: Nope.
0: Got I to go know. to Got to go to two of them. Very exciting.
1: Go Blackhawks and Cubs.
0: Cubs, yes. Wasn't okay. missing that one for the world, so.
1: Of course not.
0: It's once in a lifetime, probably, given mm-hmm. the way they've gone the last couple of years. So, got to enjoy it while I got it, so. Uh yeah. Anything else pop out from the sports world? I mean,
1: <coughs> not really. My team won yesterday. Finally, that was fun.
0: Sunday, the Bucks.
1: Yeah, this weekend. I should said should have said this weekend. Bears didn't win, but they had a great fun game against the Dolphins.
0: Justin Fields is the guy. Missouri football lost in another stupidly painful way. Mm-hmm. Two of them this year already. Three if you kinda if you can kind of count the George game too.
1: College basketball is back to you, by the way.
0: Mizzou basketball put up ninety seven points last night.
1: The problem was they, they gave let up ninety one. They let
0: Southern Indiana score ninety-one. <laughs> so um that was a weird game. I watched it. It was like Mizzou was never like it was never like really in doubt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But they let Southern Indiana like hang around for like the whole game. Like it was like, oh Mizzou goes up twenty, here comes Southern Indiana, it's like twelve. Or six. Like, get the guy down to six, you know? It was like, uh, what is going on here? First ever Division I game for Southern Indiana, by the way. So, congratulations to the Screaming Eagles.
1: Good offense, though. Good offensive showing from uh, the Tigers.
0: Yeah, it was a weird game. It was like, we're going to win this, but they are, like, just letting Southern hang around. It's just very strange, like... They gotta, this is a team that's not going to do, like, they're supposed to be, like, a bottom half OBC team. And I know Mizzou's not great, but they're a bottom half SEC team. And those tend to be better than bottom half OBC teams. And
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: what are we doing here? Like, let's step on the throw. Let's go up by 25, please. to beat, like, what, Stony Brook?
1: By 36.
0: IU beat Moorhead State by a bazillion. 35. Purdue did not play Monday night. Mm-mm. All 25 teams in the top 25 played Monday night.
1: Arkansas Pine Bluff almost beat 14 TCU. They led by 20 in the first half, and then TCU came back and ended up winning by a single point.
0: Stetson beat Florida Florida State. State. Luke Brown, who is the second or third all-time leading scorer in Indiana high school basketball history, Mm -hmm. 27 points off the bench for Stetson. It's like, wow, yeah, believe it or not, this guy's good at basketball. Like, I remember when he, he was a Blackford, and he was putting up all these points, and like he wasn't really getting recruited. And it's like, I don't care if he's six foot one, dude. This guy's an unbelievable player. It, literally, I mean, you know how hard it is to be like four thousand career points or whatever he has. Mm. Like, it's insane. Stuff. It's and he wasn't recruited really well because he was short. So, and now he's killing it at Stetson. He had out twenty-seven points. The Hatters. Yeah.
1: Florida Gulf Coast beat USC. Yeah. Shout out.
0: Andy Enfield's former team beat Andy Enfield's current team, so... That's
1: what that's what Andy Enfield gets.
0: College basketball, man, it's the best, you know.
1: Too bad, like, none of the games were televised. Yeah. Not a single one. Well,
0: none of them were... I mean, SEC Network had a couple randoms on there.
1: Did the SEC Network Plus. I, I don't pay for that, so I did not get to watch the game.
0: I have SEC Network Plus because I have... If you have SEC Network you should be able to log into like your TV provider on the ESPN.com and be able to watch it. That's SEC Network Plus.
1: We'll see. I'll, no, I'll I, I, mean, I did
0: that. I did, I did that. I have YouTube TV, mm-hmm. which has SEC Network, and I just logged into my ESPN account with my YouTube TV account, and I was able to watch Missouri on SEC Network Plus.
1: I'll Air take cool. a look at that.
0: Look into it. Uh, okay, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week with more a great talk about YouTube TV and the SEC Network, Uh, along with Northridge football, whether they are playing in semi-state, who knows, but we will talk about their regional game no matter what. It should be fun. So everyone tune in next week for all that and more.